Hi, everyone, and welcome to Marketing Corner, episode 37. Hey, everyone. Hey, good to be here again. And we're in the new studio. Yay! Our new studio. Cheers to Anamundo. But there's still some moving boxes. Yeah, people, just uh, if you're watching on video and looking at the boxes, you know, it's fine. Yeah, get a life. Get a life. We're having fun here. Trying to make this work. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? It's six in the evening here. We're recording. Come on, give us a break. Yeah. Exactly. Anyways, <laughs> that was um, to get back on track. That was not generated by AI. That was, but it could have been, and it probably would have come back. <laughs> probably would have been better. Uh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about AI. We are. Yes, we're jumping on a bandwagon and sharing our thoughts and experiences so far. I think um, you could talk forever about AI, like there's so many things. So we've actually decided to, the first one here is going to be a little loose where we just talk about chat GPT, use cases, a little bit of some of the fears and stuff. And then we're planning to do a follow-up episode where we talk other tools because everyone talks about chat GPT, but I uh, have tried a lot of the other tools as well that are really cool uh, that potentially chat GPT may, might be able to do some of them as well, but but there's so much more than just that. Yep. Um, so uh, let's uh, let's start with you, Jen. What have what have your experiences been with uh, ChatGPT so far, or AI in general? AI in general, um, yeah, I would probably say I had more experience with AI in general as opposed to ChatGPT. But I find it very helpful for speeding up tasks. So I use it a lot for targeting. Mm-hmm. We use it a lot for behavior and understanding people's behavior based on previous behavior. Right, all of that is technically AI, I guess, with using data compiling data to predict future behaviors. Yeah. Um, so that obviously I think from a marketing perspective has been really, really helpful. Um, but also I think the dangers and I don't know if we're, we're jumping in there just yet, but I, there's something about having a lack of a human involved Yeah. that sometimes I think a lot of people can find frustrating and Definitely. so, and yeah. I think we have some fun anecdotes and maybe yeah. some not so fun. And, and let's, uh, <laughs> let's get to that in a second. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, so yeah, I, I have to admit I've been using it. A lot. Like, I actually had a, I posted about it on LinkedIn not too, not too long ago where I, like, had a bit of a small crisis because it was down for, like, seven days or something. And I was like, I actually really need it. And I felt like, God, I have to do this myself again? <laughs> so, so, um, so I've been using it a lot. Um, and I, every day I feel like I, I explore and find new ways to do it. So, so I, I can take a few use cases just to give some, the people, some of the, 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 the ways I've been using it. So, I had to, uh, I'm working on with a client on a video script, right? Uh, writing a video script. And and for me, like video scripts, I've, when I've done it for United Fintech in the past, for Templify in the past, it's been a, it's been a dread. Like uh, video scripts can actually be really hard. Once, like this is podcasting, we're having fun, storytelling, good times. But but once you're doing like video scripts, it has to be pretty tight, yeah. right? Uh, so here I was like, okay, chat DBT, here's my prompt. I want this, this, and this have to be told by this per- this type of person. This is the person I'm trying to target to. These are the things I want to include. This is what the company does. I included all these different elements and I said it had to be a one minute length. And then it sped out something. I was like, that's really good. And yes, it needed some tuning. And I think that's my point. And that's what I want to get to uh, at the end of this podcast is yes, it wasn't perfect, but it was damn, it was a really good starting point. Yeah. And I loved that because suddenly I had like what would have taken me two hours, three hours to get to five, 10 minutes down the line. I had produced something that was useful. And then five, 10, 10 minutes later, I had tuned it enough to be something that I literally sent to the client. Right. It's like, I think this is good. 
Yeah. And I think that's exactly what we want. It doesn't have to be better more than that. Yeah. And I think that's that's the the magic of it, right? It sped up the process. You sped up the process, <clears throat> you got a good starting point. It just needs that human interaction, right, to to add that extra element. I think sorry, listeners, I'm sorry, I'm struggling with a cold, so I apologize. It's January, everyone's sick. <clears throat> Two kids, man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm on death's door over here. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, um, but uh, compared to how it used to be, right? Like, yeah. you used to use tools to try to generate stuff. Even when I look at things like subtitles, and I have a very funny subtitle anecdote if anyone calls me on LinkedIn, but when I used to do subtitles, it was a hot mess, right? Absolutely. And now it's like a tweak here and there. So, I mean, the way it's it's progressed in a, such a short time is amazing. It's amazing. But kind of amazing, and it yeah, and then the time saved where I used to have to take maybe a day of editing subtitles, well, loading, waiting for the subtitles to be generated. It usually takes about 24 hours if you use YouTube, and then I'd have to go in and change them. Um, now it's five ten minutes, and it, and it like and it changed the, it changed my research process in like dramatically, o- almost overnight. So I had to do a few HubSpot things. I do a lot of HubSpot to work for some of the people I work with, and one of the things I was like, okay. What's the best practice for doing stuff X, Y, Z? And I would just, instead of going to Google, which I would do normally, now I'd just ask ChatGPT. What's the best practice for accomplishing this? I want to look at this metric and this inside of HubSpot. And it just spits out. And it's the same result I would probably find in a Google search, but now it doesn't, it, I don't have to pick the right article and scroll to where the, on the page it is and stuff. It actually spits out. And yes, it doesn't hit every time, but it hits a large amount of like portion of the time. I loved it, and I've been I've been doing some crazy stuff too, like you know, called crazy stuff. Right now, I'm experimenting with some. I think that's pretty crazy. I'm experimenting with building a, a Chrome extension, okay. based, and I have no idea. Just heads up for everyone out there, I have no I have no code experience whatsoever. Like I don't know how to do that, but I found a guide of how to put in prompts that would spit out code, that based on those prompts would spit out code that matches that you can then use to do a Chrome extension. So that so I'm trying right now because I have an idea for you can steal this guy's heads up. Here's my idea. So essentially, one of the things you have to do typically with HubSpot environments is that you want to co- copy workflows one workflow from to another workflow. It's so annoying. Like in in the same instance, it's it you can do it, but in which if you want to copy it from one environment to another, you can't okay. for some crazy reason. Hey, HubSpot, fix this. But but so if let's say uh, you have a client that uses X Y Z and you need to build the exact same thing, you can't do that. You need to do it from scratch, which, you know, it takes time. So I'm going to build a Chrome extension by, I'm working on right now, and I think, I think I'll get there, uh, by just using ChatGPT to build this Chrome extension that extracts it from HubSpot and pulls it over there. I would never be able to do that otherwise. Like, I have, like, I'm I'm, I'm being mind-blown as I do this. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that, crazy. It's crazy. And I'm almost like a 3D printer. But for like for ideas, ideas, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's it's like literally when I discovered this, I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> am I really doing this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm doing this." <laughs> so well, my first experience today, especially with ChatGPT, was you. You sent me uh, demand gen. Or yeah, it was a it was a discussion about demand gen. Now, usually when Casper messages me, I read every word very carefully, <laughs> of course. But this yeah. time I kind of slimmed yeah. it. Like, yeah, yeah, bro, I get it. Yeah. I'm, yeah, but demand gen, yeah, okay, but here's where I disagree with the... And then you're like, no, Jen, this was fully generated by AI. And I was I like, didn't write it. What? <laughs> <laughs> because it was 
It was far on, and it was yeah. like the stuff that we cover a lot. It was pretty good, right? Yeah, and it was pretty good. And, and I it, and, it, the... and I think, like, don't get me wrong, it's not like it was 100%, but it's like 90. Mm. Like, uh, and that's pretty good. That's still better than some people who are thought leaders on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, uh, said it. yeah, exactly. No, and it was, it, I think that's, that's what I get to. Like, I've been using, um, so without jumping too much into other tools, one of the things I was really, I've been not spending so much, but I've spent a little bit of time on it as a passion project is, so you can integrate chat DBT with Sapier. Everyone knows Sapier. Probably a love tool for everyone in marketing. Sometimes some maybe a hate tool. Love is it. Love and hate. But uh, but I, I absolutely love it. And now you can make super easy things. So I actually built as some sort of small flow where what essentially it does is that it takes in. So you, you insert a bunch of keywords as a prompt in, in um, chat DBT and say, hey, uh, look at these keywords. And then it spits out uh, a... a, a uh, based on these keywords, it, you asked it to, hey, come up with headlines. Headlines for potential blog articles for SEO that are made for SEO. So I asked it to do that. And then it automatically puts them into my Google Sheet through Sapier. And then from Google to Google Sheet, I extract the headlines and then I put it in and say, in a new prompt in ChatGPT, hey, ChatGPT, please go ahead and produce a brief for a copywriter about what the article should be. It should contain XYZ, boom, boom, boom. Then it does that, and ba then based on that brief, boom, shoots it back in and shoots it over to HubSpot and shoots in as a LinkedIn prompt, as a social prompt. Mm. So it writes a social post about that article, and then you can either choose to have the copywriter write it or have ChatGPT write the blog article. That's crazy. So literally, you can, I, I, and it's not perfect yet, I'm, there's still some manual parts, but, mm. and, and I'm not, yeah, as I said, I'm not an expert, but I feel, I feel like I built a automated content content machine. You have. Like, it's like... You have. It's like 80% or something. It's not 90 or 100, but it's like almost... And yes, it needs some tuning and it needs some work, but you know, you can get started. It's a good start. And I think that's that's one thing if you take it as a starting point, but I think I worry that a lot of people won't and I worry yeah. they're going to see... And this is one of the... Sorry to be the old lady of the room. Nah, be it. But... We need, we need it. I mean, it's the role I was born to play, Casper. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's... It, what worries me is we are going to see an increase in just this regurgitated, because let's be honest, AI, as wonderful as it is, it's taking things that have already been done yeah. and kind of combining it and giving you the brief based on what people have wrote, written. So are we just going to regurgitate what's already been done? And is this going to reduce the amount of unique thoughts that we're going to get? It's yeah. going to challenge us to, cha to challenge these things and go, hang on, I have a different point of view. Or is this going to turn into an echo chamber? And that's where I get a little concerned that maybe we're not going to see new ideas coming as a result. And I totally hear you. And and yes, that is a fear. So, um, and I, I I get it. I think um, it's it's one of those things where it's like, if, if there's a tool that can be abused, it will be abused. Yeah. This is what we so, talked about this in a previous episode. This yeah. marketers can't have nice. Things. We can't have nice things because, like, <laughs> if there if there's room to be for it to be abused, and tr the thing is, like, now that ChatGPT is like a thing. Like, I remember talking to a guy called Sarn, and I mean, like, in a, a networking group with. He's like a CEO expert, mm. pretty famous in the Danish market, and he was like, "Guys, people have been doing this for a few years. Like, we just didn't know about it." Like now, ChatGPT kind of blows it up, and of course, that will blow up the scale, and people will go crazy and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. The accessibility makes it a lot more common, but trust me, this has been a thing for us uh, since I think he was saying like 17, 18. So, so for a few years, this has been a thing. So, the, the real hardcore hackery types, they've been doing this for ages. Yeah. 
this is nothing new. Yes, they get a new engine with GPT-3 and GPT-4 coming up, but but um, there's nothing new there. Uh, yes, it gets more accessible to the masses. But I to to get back to your point, I think you're right, and I think that that worries me too. Like, but um, but at the same time, there's also it will just strengthen the point that has always been there. Original, unique content will only be stronger. That is a very good point. And we need more of it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if you think about it, the internet is already a trash can of shit, right? <laughs> like, like there's so much shit out there and like so much bad content. Well, does it mean anything if there's twice as much or three times as much? I don't think so. Yeah. Like, I don't actually think that's going to hurt anyone. It just means like, okay, we just got to be sure we find the good content. Yeah. The unique one. Does that make sense? It's a good chance to stand out. I just worry that there's going to be even more noise than usual. And, you know, like, I'll just, you know, when you just get overwhelmed with it, like sometimes on LinkedIn, I'm like, oh, God. Well, I have well, bullshit. Yeah, I'm more worried about that part, actually. Yeah. Like, because the whole part about, like, producing blogs, I'm not too worried about that. Because, like, let's say 100 people produce 100 blogs on the same topic of automated. Yeah. Well, I can only see one of or 10 of them at, anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I'm not like the rest of them. I don't see anyways. Yeah. yeah. So the best one wins. Yeah, yeah. And that wasn't different before, right? Like, yeah. that's still, still the same today. Like, you don't see the, you see the first 10 when you search on Google or whatever, but you don't see the others. Mm-hmm. So so that part I'm not too worried about. But I'm worried about when people start automating posts and presence on social. That at that part, and all, especially the whole, like, what you do with video, but that's a different topic for a different day. But uh, Don't get me started on my fears of that one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, tool for our next talk is Synthesia. I've I've done some crazy stuff for that tool, but uh, we'll get to that next time. Um, but but my point is just like uh, um, when once people start automating things that are really personal, because for me blog posts are you know, I've always been like blog posts are there to rank on Google. Like I've said it. Like yeah. <laughs> so so if if then and then it's a battle and it just who has the bigger stick. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Where it's more like the social one that's more authentic, right? Yeah, uh, you're it's personal. It's more personal, and yeah. and you can get confused. I just hope people won't get flabbergasted by there's all these there's a lot of content producers right now who have automated a lot for ChatGPT. I think it's super cool to do it, experiment with it. I'm just be open that you're doing it though. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> or flag it. Maybe it's one of those things where like in Danish law, there's this thing uh, where. When there's influencers, when they do ads, they have to flag, "Hey, this is ad. This is an yeah. an ad." Yeah. Maybe you can maybe you can make a rule in social where, "Hey, this is generated by AI. Goes for pictures, goes for video, everything. Has to be a small stamp or something where disclaimer: this is generated by AI." I think that would be a cool way to transition in a good way, maybe. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I you're just relying on people to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Again, can that be abused? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's no, a good point. That's a good point. I think, but I, again, like, I think it's a really good starting point, And that's something that I've used it for to kind of, what are the thoughts on this? Or what are common? And it's even like, it's not even stuff that I don't know about. It's a, it's stuff I know about, but I'm like, like, I have to write the 18th thing about this. Yeah. What are people saying about this? And then you're like, ah, okay, boom, boom, boom. Here's my structure. And then I, I write it. Um. We use Quillbot a lot too, yeah. and that has been a real lifesaver. Again, we would write the content; it's original content, but you can only say Internet of Things so many times. Yeah. You can only talk about your product in the same way so many times. And if you're on things like G two, Captera, 
they all require unique content and they scan your content and they're like, does this exist elsewhere? Yes, sorry, you got to rewrite that. that. And I can't even tell you how long I've spent in previous roles rewriting product descriptions in new and exciting ways. There's only so many ways you can make certain things sound exciting. No. So something like Quillbot really helps save some time because you write it once and you put it in and it gives you an alternative version that's pretty, again, it's pretty damn close. Yeah. Um, compared to what you know you used to use like thesaurus.com or something like that. Like, Absolutely. It's a lot better and it helps you just speed that process up. Totally. But you're not pretending that this is a unique thought. We're just trying to do what's asked of us. Yeah, and I think sometimes like... Um... Sometimes you don't need to be unique, right? Like, and I, it sounds a little bit like it. It's been it's been super helpful for me, at least. I've I found like because like in the past, I would I like I wouldn't need, but it was really good to have some content person at hand. And then because like, hey, I need to like be creative around these keywords. <laughs> and now it's like, hey, JetTBT, come up with some headlines. And I'm like, yeah, those are pretty good. Those are pretty shit. I'll pick this one. I'll adjust this one. Good, because that's 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 where I can be good. I can also do the other part, but it's just. It's the brain, my brain capacity is at a limit sometimes. Right? Yeah. And, and it just helps me. And I've been using it so much. Also to structure things. Yeah. Yeah. Structure like just like, hey, uh, come up with a good structure for XYZ or, hey, write this email using this framework. I've been using that stuff too. Like writing emails with a specific framework in mind. Amazing. And that's super interesting. And I think also it would really help, you know, if you are the type of person that you have a brilliant mind, but you suck at writing. Which a lot of people, you know, which a lot of people do. Yeah, your right brain versus left brain, whatever you yeah. call it. If you're like, I don't know how to put this into words, but here's my thoughts about quantum physics. Yeah. Okay, yeah, this is actually what I would say if I yeah. was, you know, so inclined. So I think, yeah, I, I think it's going to lead to good things. I just want us to not fuck it up like we have with LinkedIn outreach and everything else that we've ruined. But but it will be fucked up. Yeah. And, and, um, and we just, uh, I think this is one, this is one of those things where, like, if somebody fucks up LinkedIn outreach, it is what it is, right? Mm. Like, uh, yeah, it is already fucked. So there's no going back there. Mm. But, but I think this is a little bit more dangerous, right? Mm. Like, uh, it's full on content. You could pass thoughts off as your own. Like, it's, but then again, I heard. Um, so this is just a precaution for everyone out there. Think, yes, I want to automate my content machines to spit out air in content. Don't do that, or just be careful. Because um, if you think about this, like there are literally tools right now, uh, chat that can identify if something was written by an AI. I literally had a this guy Sean showed me the other day, and it can spot on like it can literally identify like every single word if this was generated by AI using the same language model that ChatGPT uses to identify. Hey, what would you say? Does this match what the AI would say here? So a whole new cottage industry has popped up as a result. It's a whole new industry. It's gonna sell the tools and stuff. And if they can do that, those are the tools. He was like, imagine what Google can do, yeah. right? Do you think they're just sitting on their ass? They've been they've been owning this stuff for ages. Yeah. Of course they can do this. So maybe we're going to see part of, you know, the Google algorithm is, has this been generated by AI? Reduce I think it's already there. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't think we even, I don't think we know about it. I think it's already there. I like this is not. I don't want to sound like conspiracist or something, <laughs> but but I'm I'm quite sure it's already there. Yeah. Um, so the impact upon your your ranking. Yeah. So like you get slaughtered if you do this. Rightly so. Yeah, and and maybe if someone can prove me wrong. Hey, Casper, we've been doing it and we haven't been slaughtered. Cool, love to hear about it. Yeah. But but um, but I am quite sure it's just a matter of days or or something before that happens. It was interesting. I was just thinking back to uh, my days when I worked in universities and plagiarism 
was always a big issue, right? Yeah. I'm not allowed to plagiarize, copy someone else's thoughts. And they had a software that you would put your paper in when you submit a paper, it would go through this kind of software yeah. and it would flag sections that were copy pasted from other websites. Yeah. And that's how you would get called out on plagiarism. Yeah. So I imagine, you know, I was telling you before we something recording, I would need to be a college professor right about now telling yeah. me to do book reports. But if there's something like that, that's like, eh. I heard this college professor, he was like, he was asked a question, looks like a university professor. And he was like, what are you going to do about, uh, what am I going to do about this? What I've always done, we're just back to pen and paper. Sit here. I not going to watch you. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm so glad I'm not studying this summit. Yeah. So, but, but it is what it is, right? Um, so, but I think, um, I think stuff like that is challenged. I think, uh, I think there's I think there's a lot of opportunity. I think I think it's really interesting. I think it's an interesting time to be alive. I think one interesting point I heard from a like AI professor mm-hmm. said right now these chat GPT and GPT four which is coming out very soon, which is supposedly I think it was was it like hundred times stronger or something, you know exponentially stronger, way stronger. I can't remember the exact number, but anyways she she was like you have to remember that right now. These are language models that is literally just, if you're being a little bit hypodentic maybe, it's just pulling in the entire internet. Mm. So whatever the internet is, that's what you get out in the other end. Yeah. So if you say something, let's put it on the test here. Let You say, hey, JetTBT is Trump a nice guy. Then it takes in the entire internet and says what the internet thinks about Donald Trump. Yeah. And if that's positive, then it's going to sound positive. Yeah. And if it's negative, then it's going to sound negative. So, for instance, it could be like, hey, JatTBT, if you use it as a kid and say, is democracy a good thing? And then JatTBT, because there's, you know, fucking people talking about democracy being a bad thing, right? Suddenly you're in this, like, place where it's like, democracy is not really a good thing anymore because it bases it on all the internet, mm-hmm. right? And and, and, and and the AI professor was like, that is scary because, yeah. like, if you base your information on what the general thinks, like, is the earth flat? Yeah. Is religion real? Like, uh, is, is does God exist? All these kind of questions. No more feelings. But, you know, suddenly, uh, yes, everyone believes God is real. Okay. If you take that for granted or whatever that is, whatever your information is. That's a really interesting point. Yeah, yeah. because you are, again, regurgitating what's out there. So if you... Right now, it's just regurgitating. It's it's uh, it's not... It's not yeah. thinking. That's the thing. It's the stitching together. To it's stitching together. Yes. Other it's, it's past looking, not forward looking. Yeah. Hopefully one day it can be forward looking, but I think we're a bit far off that yeah. to, to an extent. Because again, it depends on, it will look forward based on what has happened previously. Yeah. So if you surround yourself with, I don't know, super far right wing media and you have a chatbot that regurgitates those thoughts and kind of propels them into the, like, I don't know, that we are the makers of our own demise. No, no, but exactly. <laughs> it's a bit terrifying. Like, you think yeah. it's, a, it's, 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 that's essentially what I'm worried about. Yeah. I think that's interesting, and I think again we have to remind people that you still need to apply critical thought. Yeah. The the washing away of critical thought, I think, is a very scary thing, and I think we're seeing it more and more. Yeah. This kind of appealing to a particular base, or yeah, going with the flow instead of having the courage to say actually I think something different, or you know, um, challenging existing thought. Absolutely. I think it's like from an investment perspective, I think this is a super interesting time to be alive. Yeah. So I like this is uh, this is great. I fucking love it. Like, it was so funny, like, I'm not even, I want to say six months ago, a year ago, everyone's like, Web3 and NFT and blo- uh, crypt- crypto and crypto, blockchain. Yeah. And now everyone's like, okay, AI will 
blow this away. Yeah. And it's it is blowing this away. And I think it would like all the other things were missing this like use case. Yeah. Where it was like, well, how the fuck do I use blockchain? Like, show me. And yeah, there's so many people listening, like yeah, it's so easy. Oh, look at this application that I build where it's like uh, super secure. But no, but here, AI really showed here. Okay, here's what it can do. And I think, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm investing. If I if I were to invest my money, this is not investment advice. I would put all of it in AI right now. Fuck Tesla. Fuck everything else. Just all in on AI. We were having a little joke internally because we're looking at our pricing structure and yeah. as a joke we started throwing AI package, you know, into <laughs> just to use the word AI and be like, oh it's it. like we're not doing it. It was an internal joke uh, like AI, AI, AI. Um yeah, but one one thing that I thought was a very interesting point that was brought up, I was talking with uh, uh someone who has um a lawyer yeah. who recently used ChatGBT to look up case law about something yeah. specific and it was something very niche of commercial law or something like that and they got the whole law they got the arguments for they got everything they needed and what the interesting thing that i think what i think is very interesting is that originally when we learned about ai and what was possible it was to replace the blue collar workers yeah called blue collar workers, right it was self-driving cars and all that no ai is coming for the white collar folks yeah they're coming for the lawyers they're coming for the accountants they're coming for the people that essentially use what's already happened to make decisions yes. instead of a consulting a lawyer about this law you can go to chat gpt find out the case law find out how it's been applied find out how other people have used it to win their cases and you don't need a lawyer anymore i so think that's really interesting that is that is the plot twist yes. that the people who were looking for ai were not expecting i think it's great and i think it's great love of the playing field man yes yeah. yes and uh yes and People have always been scared if AI and stuff are going to take their jobs. I don't. I think it's going to create new jobs because you're not like then the lawyers who used to do this stuff. Maybe they don't have to do this stuff anymore. Maybe they can focus their time on what the other stuff that really matters. And maybe we can weed out some of the lawyers who are not supposed to be lawyers or feelings. <laughs> the same with marketeers, right? Like uh, content producers or me or marketing strategists or whatever. Maybe like. Yeah, hey, I have this template for how I do marketing strategy every time. Okay, maybe that's not needed anymore. Yeah. Just get it here. Yeah. So the unique thinking gets somehow gets more powerful. I think that's good. Yeah. I think yeah, it helps you stand out. Helps you stand out. And that was something we actually said with um, you know, the the tracking. Yeah. You know, when the tracking changes came, we said this is gonna separate the good marketers from the bad. Exactly. We don't go, ah, marketing's over. We go, Okay, how do we work with this? Yeah, exactly. I think this is a tool. Use it. Yeah. And and it's one of those things where, like, if you don't use it, you're gonna be left behind. I'm actually, I'm, I'm a little bit harsh on this because I'm like, if people don't, if you don't, as a marketeer, start to adjust to this, mm. you're gonna lose out. Mm. Like, because other people will get better, and it's just like, just take me as an example. I'm not a content producer, but suddenly I can add content producer because I can get it to do 90% of the job, which is just coming up with some frame structure. And I can add my twist, which is my 10%. Well, think of, yeah, like the people like yourself, the kind of one-person armies. Yeah. You have to do everything. Yeah. Now, you don't have to sit there and think about what content you want to write. You can have a content suggestion machine running. Yes. And then that can help you focus on... I can facilitate so much now. It's so it's so powerful. But we're not suggesting content people get replaced because... No, we need starting. them. Yeah, we need, a, we need them. But we're just helping them get better. Yeah, and the good ones are going to... The good ones are going to, and that's the thing, the good ones are going to thrive. Yeah. If you're good and you take this in, 
God, you're gonna be powerful. Yeah. God. Yeah. Like, uh, if you're like good at content already, like both in producing written content but also video content, this is gonna make you insane. Mm. So, take it for what it is. Cool. We're gonna definitely talk about this again in another yeah episode. another episode. And then we talk about other tools. Now we talked about ChatGPT use cases. There's so many other tools, uh, Jasper, Crisp, whatever, Synthesia, all these different cool tools. And we could talk uh, ages about those. But uh, let's round this off. Yeah. So good starting point. Try it. Embrace it. Yeah. Embrace the future. It's here. The future is now. <laughs> Bye. Bye.